Hi, I'm Nina Schacht. And I'm Jane Shake. And you're listening to Gut Talks. Double G U Double T. I'm not going to go into details like, are you working with their own teams and things like that? Because then we go too deep, I think, into this <laughs> another time. But do you have some stories you can share of like what happened? Uh, some maybe <laughs> using different methods, like things that happened that took you by surprise. Where well, you we were, get surprised um, every day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, I always kind of have this tiny little never started it project in my head, stand up comedy with um, qualitative researchers, because I think we all have the craziest stories. I mean, because again, it's it's being out there with humans. Um I'm just thinking how 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 I would prioritize emotionally. I find it it's someone sometimes it really gets me when I realize about which topics people start crying in the interviews. But I realized the most emotional topic you can research it's cat food. Every focus group I cat food that surprised me so much because you always have people in there who love their cats who wanted to have and most of, for most of them it's not their first cat so they start talking about you know a cat that disease i think in all my cat food groups i have people start crying they get up they hug each other they show pictures of the cat that really was like wow i didn't expect very emotional topic can, can i just interrupt you here and ask you what i feel you're getting emotional about do you have a cat no i don't oh, okay. i don't <laughs> okay um, um but what I'm getting kind woo. of <laughs> no, it's just just to put it in perspective. Was this a cat foods project, like specifically? Yes. yes okay. Yes. It was. It was a communication for cat food. You know. So what do we put on the cat food? Is it with chicken, with turkey, with blah blah blah? So it wasn't emotionally going in depth. I wasn't visiting the people at home. Group discussions. Six people in the room. We make a classic introduction round where just hey, you know, and people start crying, and I'm just like, oh, okay, good. And that happens every time I have cat food groups. I don't know. Maybe it's about me, but um, I'm, that really surprises me. Um, baby food is baby the same, you know. I've had fights in group discussions, real fights. I had people, I had people harassing me, mm-hmm. um, really the badly. Like, the first time I had to throw um, somebody out of a group because uh, they got, they stood up and they started shouting at each other across the table, and it was about cars. Okay. And it was again, it was a test. It was a, it was a really, really pretty boring communication test, which we do quite a lot in market research. Because we work a lot, we used to do work a lot with ad agencies. And she was a BMW driver, and he was a Mercedes driver. Never put them in the same room together. <laughs> and you're in Germany, okay? Yes. So, but maybe also bringing some methods in there. I remember uh, one study I really enjoyed as we were testing for a um, company that produced uh, spirits, alcohol. We were. It was about new flavors and. Um, I think also labels. So what we did to not have the classic setting, we built a pub crawl for them. So we rented um, a cocktail facility. We had a high class cocktail person there, and it was like we. I think we always had three or four people who also didn't know each other, walking with us through the stations, and you know, and then also trying stuff, you know. And at the very end, they came to the cocktail bar and. Uh, were allowed to 
I think wish for a cocktail maximum of two ingredients because it was also about like how would you use it at home blah 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 and so it was an awesome really great idea people were quite drunk in the end we had fun I don't know whether the results were that reliable it was just well, it was really fun um, doing all this stuff but we get to do some really cool stuff I, mean, I remember we we flew we once flew I think 40 German farmers to France to test tractors and they had such a great time <laughs> driving these tractors around and then you know coming in and talking about them and uh and a lot of them had never been out of germany in their lives before some of them had never been on an airplane before yeah Yeah. well talking about france one study i did i really loved it it was about the front design of washing machines Um, so really like how do you perceive what it looks like, you know, a high class premium whatsoever. So kind of to have the situation when you're running through the technic market and see the things from, I don't know, 10, 15 meters, where, which one do you, do you go to? So it was clear we can't do that with printouts. So we had, I think, a total of 20 washing machines, you know, from quite cheap to really premium. And we did the research in Germany and in Paris. And I just remember I arrived at the facility in the morning and there was like a traffic jam all over the place. I was like, what's going on here? And then I came around the corner and saw like, oh gosh, that's my truck delivering my 20 washing machines. And the guys didn't like the idea of bringing them up. I think it was third floor, 21. I was just like trying to pretend to have nothing to do with it. I just walked by, went to the next cafe, had my croissant, thought like, oh, they're going to deal with that. Um, sometimes we, we set up we make some really incredible setups just last week i was in um in in hamburg and what we i said we've done quite a lot of automotive automotive research and one thing that the automotive companies do is what's called a car clinic it's a special kind of research so you have a, a a big shed and you have like lots of different cars in the same category and then you have the prototype so it's all really, really secret and people have to go through like um, security um, and no pictures and no, there wasn't even a clock on the wall. So I was like, how am I going to know, how am I going to time my interview? Because I wasn't allowed to take my watch. I wasn't allowed to take my phone. But gut feeling, Nina knows this as well. You know exactly when two hours are up, you know, yes. <laughs> you just know. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And then uh, it's there, there's so many funny stories about car clinics because cars, not just in Germany, are such an emotional topic. And when people start getting to a prototype or a car or whatever, uh, they start telling you things that you think sometimes you think, oh, God, you know, I really didn't want to know all this. So, yeah. And what yeah, other yeah. Thing, that thing that I think is also really surprising, what I really enjoy about job about the job, but sometimes it's very frustrating, is when you realize I'm just going to say this for all the marketing people out there listening, um, how little a lot of people know have are in connection with their targets, with their, with their, with the people that are buying their stuff, how really they just are so confused when they see what I call the day-to-day reality of their customers, because I mean, yeah, I can, I can understand that because they spend all their time thinking about it thinking about it and overthinking it, but we don't spend our lives thinking about, you know, what soap detergent am I going to buy tomorrow? So, and I remember we did this project for um, a company that makes uh, these tabs for the dishwashers. Yeah. And we had these, it was a group discussion, but before the group discussion, we had done in homes. So we'd been to watch people loading the dishwasher, how they do it and everything. And they, they introduced this new new tab and it had, I don't know, five or seven stripes and a Powerball and it was the non plus ultra of dishwashing. You know, there was this phase where they do more and more and more and more. 
Um, and the client that was watching was the product developer. She was a chemist. And we were like talking about it in the group discussions and the women were going, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I said, well, you know, if this comes on the market, what would, what, what, how would that change the way you use your dishwasher? What would you do? And they're like, no, nothing really. I would just put it in that thing, close it, put it on. And yeah, anything else? You know, what about, would you stop using anything else? And they use the salt and the stuff to make it sparkly. And they're like, no, no, no. And the, the woman, she actually came out of the, the room where the, when you were doing offline, focus groups you have to cut the 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 client behind a, a one-way mirror it's like a like a police station and you are the other side with the respondents and she actually came into the room which is like war you know she came into the room and she's like and, and she like attacked me and she said they don't understand the product <laughs> yeah um so we went back we had a little talk and uh yeah i mean I'm sure both of you know why the women reacted the way they did. I don't know if it's still up to date. I was discussing this the other day with some other people. But if you don't put the, the salt and the clear stuff, it, the rinsing liquid in the in your dishwasher, lights go on and it makes noises and it complains. So you can make a power, you can make a tab with 20 stripes and 50 power balls. It won't have any difference because the reality of the people using the machines is a different one. And I think that that's just a very rather old but a very good example of how often how little things can make such a big difference and how important it is to not just talk to people but to actually get out and 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 observe so this is also something that startups could do if you're if you're scared of having like a conversation it depends on your product of course but you can go and watch people i a project about some kind of software for people to take account of the insurance that the company gives their employees. And the, the, the company, I was working for the insurance company, and they wanted to understand why people were not using the software. And I talked to all these people about the software and how you could use it and everything and why they, and they said, yeah, yeah, they used it, but they all had behind them in their offices, wall to wall files, they printed everything out. And the insurance company couldn't understand because the USP of this platform was that you was paperless. But so, so all you the came offices, after you came after they developed the No, uh, no, right. people were still people were using the platform that was supposed okay. to create paperless office, but mm -hmm. they were still printing everything out. And this is something that you 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 can tell people that, mm -hmm. but you have to see it. You know, you have to understand it. You have to talk to uh, Mrs. Meyer in the office who tells you that her her boss needs to sign it and it needs to be put in the file and the office has to have it in triplicate. And if she doesn't do it, she'll lose her job. It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. This is the end of this segment of this episode with Nina Schacht and Jane Shake. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next one. <laughs>